Thanks for tuning in to Combo Radio. To cope with life, love, work, and everything else in between, I chat to my friends and other cool people on this podcast. If you love eavesdropping on other people's combos, keep listening. I'm your host, Jess Rendell. Grab a seat. Let's have a combo. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the listeners, um, your childhood, what you do now, your life in LA, stuff like that. Okay. Um, my name is Francesca, but I go by Chessie. Most people call me that. And I grew up in Ohio and in Florida about half time in each place. And then I moved straight to LA without ever visiting at 18. And I went to acting school and it was kind of the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken, but honestly, it was so worth it. And LA is home now. I've always wanted to be an actress and that's kind of always what I've done. And, but I love the arts in general. I like to write, paint, sing, play music, dance, direct. I like to do all of it. I honestly just love being creative and I love finding outlets to, you know, use that creativity. So yeah, that's a little bit about what I do and where I'm from. (laughs) Love it. When did you first find out that that's what you wanted to do? So long ago, honestly, I think I started doing musical theater first, but I wasn't the strongest at singing and dancing. And so I was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to set those two aside and just work on acting. And then in high school, this is like a little bit of a backstory of like why I love it so much. Um, In high school, I joined a community theater where all the plays were written about stories in our community that were true stories, and they all were dealing with issues that we face in any given generation as teenagers, such as like drug and alcohol abuse, teen pregnancy, suicide, eating disorders, like all the, you know, taboo stuff that doesn't really get talked about as much. And we would tour all those plays around like detention centers, churches, second chance schools, anywhere we could really get into. And with this like touchy subject material, you know, a lot of schools didn't even let us in, but the schools that did like loved us, we would have talkbacks with the students. And when they would tell us their stories, it made me just so happy to know that like our message reached someone. And like one girl even said that like she was going to like kill herself that week and we completely changed her mind and gave her a new perspective of life. And like, that's when, like, that was the moment I knew I wanted to be an actress forever or like, I just wanted to inspire people. Yeah. yeah, And I've never wanted to do anything else really. Wow. That's such an important, so how old were you when you were doing those plays? Um, I started when I was like 14 or 15. Wow, that's like heavy subject matters because you probably would have been going through those same things yourself. I was. My parents were going through a horrible divorce and I like didn't have a place to live. I was like sleeping on couches and like I found this theater in the midst of it all and like it saved my life, honestly. But then like saving other people is like what helped save me. So yeah, I I really love just like sending out positive messages and stuff. (laughs) That's such a special experience. I think when I was doing theater at that age, I was doing like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and like (laughs) plays like that. Nothing nothing that important. (laughs) I know. Well, and this was like a 21 and up program, but they just like let me in because I was like so serious about it. (laughs) I love uh, it. (laughs) <laughs> um, so let's talk about what we're, what this podcast is about yes. today. Um, so yes. tell us a little bit about your journey with your skin and when that all began and how it's, um, impacted your life so far. 
So I started getting acne at a pretty young age. I was in middle school and it was always pretty mild, but like I remember having it on my forehead all the time and I would cut my bangs myself because like I just didn't want to see it. None of my family members had it. None of my friends had it. So I didn't really know how to deal with it. And it was kind of before like social media still and like the internet, it was like still up and coming. So I just didn't know how to research. I just didn't know what to do when I was so young, but it, you know, it started just getting a little bit worse as the years went by, but it didn't really get bad until I moved to LA and just the stress of living in a huge city with like everyone who wants to, you know, do the same thing as you. And like, I was in school and I was just stressed and had no money and it got a little bit better after I graduated, but it has no schedule. Like it just comes and goes and it just hits you like a train. And like, I, um, have done countless amounts of things to, try and cure it even though there really is no cure but yeah it wasn't until LA that it like really blew up and I had to kind of start over and learn how to love myself again yeah wow and and being a model and an actress and that career there's a lot of you know a lot of it relies on your appearance um one what impact did that have on your self-confidence and your motivation to keep going in this career path it had a huge impact I actually took like over a year off from acting. It's, I haven't really been in anything since November of 2018. And then 2019, I, you know, was still trying to heal it, but I was, uh, I like changed my diet. I started doing celery juice every day. I gave up so many things, eggs, dairy, gluten, like it was kind of bad in a sense, because having such a strict diet for yourself can almost give you diet anxiety. And that's exactly what it did for me. And I just wasn't happy with, you know, my eating choices and it made me break out even more. So in the end, diet really had nothing to do with it. It was mostly just like stress and like my own anxiety, but yeah, it just kept getting worse. And I just, I didn't even want to be in front of a camera, didn't do any photo shoots, didn't audition for anything. Um, I had one role that I had already gotten that like I was about to film, but it kept getting pushed back just for like other purposes. And I just kept thanking God because I was like, I can't even say that I'm comfortable enough to be in front of camera right now. So uh, 2019 was a really tough year. And it sucks because like the one thing that I love doing the most, I didn't want to do at all. And it wasn't even about the acne. It's about your, your insecurities and your self-worth and your confidence. Like I felt as if if I were to walk into an audition room, if I was insecure, they would read that immediately because that's mm. their job. They can sense the mm. energy the second you walk into the room. And my acne just made me so insecure. So I just, I hid it from everybody and I hid myself from it and I tried to deny it. And I, you know, that was when I was really at my lowest low. Wow. So <laughs> would you say that it was mostly an internal battle with yourself? Because I know society has a way that it perceives, you know, bad skin and everybody has to look perfect. And But did, mm-hmm. do you think the biggest battle would have been between yourself? Yes, 100%. Social media plays a huge role in how we perceive ourselves in like beauty standards and what we're supposed to, you know, like the ideal image of a woman and just you know, you see it in movies and magazines and tell like you see it everywhere on Instagram. You can't avoid it. But when it comes down to it, it really is the mental toll that it takes. Like it just completely destroyed me. But when I think back to it, it is the best thing that has ever happened to me because it has made me so strong and empathetic and 
just understanding of everybody who ever goes through anything, whether it's like, you know, insecurities with your body or other insecurities with your skin or like diseases or, you know, just conditions that you like you've grown up with and that aren't in your control because a lot of people think acne is in your control. It is not. People just get it. Yes, there are ways that you can do the diets and that works for a lot of people and that's amazing, but some people just have it. And it took me a long time to realize that it's normal and it's it's just something that people deal with and it shouldn't be deemed as gross or dirty or ugly or not enough. But that was the picture that I had painted in my head. And yes, probably from, you know, social media and everything, but it really then it I had to block everything off and start from within. And that's when I really started to see a change. And you're talking about yourself and how, you know, you've placed those kind of pressures on on yourself. Um, did you have pressures from anybody else in the industry because of your skin um, to say you're, you can't do this role or that role or this modeling gig? Or were there any sort of external pressures? Not necessarily. And I want to say this mainly because when I was acting, my acne wasn't that bad. It was mainly I was so scared to even try so I can't even say that, like, I've had too many external forces of, like, people telling me, like, oh, well, like, you need to clear your acne. Because, like, I just didn't even let myself get to that point. Mm-hmm. And, like, that really comes back to, like, disappointment in myself. But, like, you know, anyone who's been at that low, like, at that, like, rock bottom point, like, can understand that it's so hard to, like, just pick yourself up and go for it when you're, you know, in such a low place. <laughs> You've recently become so open about your skin on social media. Every time I like see one of your posts, I'm like, wow, I just feel like that's so brave, especially, um, you know, in an age that people think social media is a highlight reels and you're showing like the most raw and real parts of yourself, like unedited photos. And it's just one of those photos where, you know, people would think, oh, I'm not going to post that or I don't want anyone to see that. How did you muster up the courage to post makeup free and edit free photos? It all started... (laughs) When I started researching Accutane because I was at my wits end and I was like, okay, I'm just going to look into it. I know it's like a huge decision to make. And I thought the best way to research it was to find accounts on Instagram who like of people who, you know, show their progress and like talk about it because what better way than to like look at some article that a doctor wrote than to see actual people going through it and like all the different side effects. And I had struck gold and I didn't even know it. I found all of these like skin positivity and like acne awareness pages. And I followed all these people and I kind of went through this social media cleanse where I like unfollowed all the people that made me, you know, feel less about myself. It has nothing to do with them. It's just like something you need to do for yourself. And then followed all these people that, like, I related to and that, like, inspired me. And it took me months, though. Like, I think everyone moves at their own pace. Everyone has their coping mechanisms. For me, at first, it was hiding and denying. And when I had nowhere left to turn, the only thing I had left to do was to be open and honest with everybody. And it took some time. I was scared. I was so scared. But the second I started to share about it, it's like no one could talk about my acne anymore behind my, like I had put everything out on the table for everyone to see. And I took the power back. Like I was in control again. And so it it was definitely the best decision I've ever made to post about it. And just, you know, 
fucking sorry (laughs) (laughs) no swear as much as you want (laughs) the response I got from people like just relating to me and talking about their story, telling me their stories. Like that's what I love the most is just connecting and uniting with people, strangers all over the world. Like I, I just felt like I was finally a part of a community and that made it so much easier. And of course, like it comes with the haters as well. Like I've gotten, you know, the, I've gotten the comments. Everyone does They're like, Oh, like, why haven't you done this? Oh, you know, you can just wash your face and like, Oh, acne is an underlying condition. Like you need to go get checked out. You know, like you get the, the people trying to tear you down, but love always trumps hate and, you know, you know, succeeding in those things that comes with the critics. So it's just something that I have to get used to as well as the love from everybody. But that's really what has (laughs) changed my outlook on life and how I view my acne now. Just on that point of, yeah, well, just on that point of social media, you know, we see so many influencers who live that perfect life and it's simply just, it's unrealistic for us to aspire to be like them. And I personally wish that there were more people like you who were influencers out there because it just makes it so much more realistic for us to be like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. someone that I can aspire to be like, that's someone I can actually relate to. You know, I don't have, um, you know, this perfect body and this airbrush skin and blah, blah, blah. So, um, what are your tips for, I guess, embracing your own uniqueness and individuality and rejecting the idea that these social media influences that you see are something, are people that we should aspire to be like? So tips on pretty much how to embrace your, Mm, your natural. Yeah. Yeah. And how you came across that. The second that I started to be more, you know, vulnerable and transparent, it, it felt way better than the, like the editing and the filters and the blurring out, because I mean, I won't lie. I used to do it too. I I think everyone can admit to like wanting to feel or be a different way or look a different way. And I would definitely like blur out my acne and, you know, try to just deny that I even had it. I would just think of it like, Oh, well, I don't always have acne. So that's my face. That's what it looks like when I don't have it. And people will just think that I always don't have it, but yeah, it's unrealistic and everyone deals with these things, no matter who you are. And Mm -hmm. I have a seven year old sister who's like already on TikTok, And, you know, I don't want her to grow up thinking that she's not good enough because Mm -hmm. she's seeing all these people with the perfect skin and, you know, and they have the money to do that. And when you're that age, you don't understand those things. Maybe like we can start to like tell, we can draw the line and tell like the difference between what's real and what's not. But a lot of people can't. And so I just want to be like another face of, you know, how to promote self-love and beauty. And I think it's just being yourself. And that sounds so vague, but like, even just yesterday, I was like, I have a droopy eyelid and it, I hated it, but now I'm, now that I put it out there, I'm going to embrace it. And I think it looks sexy now. And I'm just going to tell myself that. And once you patch up those negative thoughts and like put positive ones over, you start to kind of weed out all the connotations you have about your flaws. And I think putting that out there for the world to see is a very brave thing to do, but it's just so people know that they're not alone. And that's like the number one thing for me. Cause when I see all these like girls and their nice clothes on their like vacations and their perfect bodies, I'm like, no one, I can't relate to that. Mm, and I mm. want to be relatable. 
I want to know, so you know when you take a bunch of photos and you're like going through them meticulously, you're like, which one am I going to post? No, this one, my arm looks fat. This one, you know, my eyebrow's doing a funny thing. This one, yeah. you know, how do you stop that sort of internal monologue of just crucifying yourself, like looking through these photos and just picking out every single insecurity to the point where you're like, I don't even want to post these photos anymore. I look ugly in all of them or let's take more photos or, you know, how do you stop that internal monologue? It's hard. It really is. And it's something that I still, you know, it's like every day is you are growing, but it's not linear. So like some days you drop back down and then you go up again, but it's never going to be like one uphill slope. What I can say is what really helps. I started writing down all the things that I hate about myself. And then I go through and I debunk each myth. And I'm like, okay, I hate my acne. Why? Because people, and it's mainly because of what other people would think of me, not even like my perception of it. Mm. And I start to, you know, realize that it's always about judgments and opinions and me having to try to please other people. And that's something I've that's like one of my biggest insecurity. Like I've always grown up being so scared of judgment and, you know, being ridiculed and humiliated, failure, all of that. So it kind of just was a conversation I had to have with myself. And then I had to kind of rewrite those statements. And I had to keep asking why these things make me feel this way until there's no answer left, except for this is just how I've programmed myself to feel. It doesn't need to be this way. I can choose today to accept it. And the second that you do, it sounds like, you know, it takes like all this time and practice, but every day it gets easier. And now every time I have something negative to think about myself, I'm just like, I have a normal body. It does normal things. This is how I was created. Everybody was created differently. I'm going to accept my, my eye for being a little bit smaller than the other. And for the pimples on my face and my crooked teeth, because that like, who said that I needed to be perfect? It was just these voices. I love in my head. that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, yeah, I've, I mean, I've got this, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have this like eyebrow that just goes crazy. Like in every photo that I take, I always have one eyebrow that's just like up so high. Everyone who knows me will know about this freaking eyebrow that I have. Oh my God. Um, no, I had no idea, but, but I love that. <laughs> you'll, you'll go back through my photos now and you'll look and you'll see it right? like so obvious in every there photo. She is. Um, but you know, these, these are things that um, I guess make us different and that, you know, stand out from everybody else. But I think it's hard for us to accept those as positive things because we've been so trained to think that unless you look like this, you know, unless you have an asymmetrical face, that's just absolutely perfect. No blemishes. Everything else is just not beautiful. Yeah. How do you think we can start to change the conversation around what beautiful actually is? I think no matter what, beauty will always come from within. So someone can have that symmetrical face and the perfect body, but if she or he is promoting something other than just their perfect body and talking about, you know, subject matter that really reaches out and touches people, like I think that that would be more of an influencer, quote unquote, if you have something to promote that spreads a positive message and that can inspire and impact other people's lives. And so if I can share about my acne and get one person to message me saying like, oh my God, like 
this has made me want to post about my acne. Like, thank you for like showing me that like you can be confident with acne. Then my job is done. I love that. Um, I, I do this thing where sometimes like I'll pep talk myself in the mirror and, you know, try not to say anything yeah. to myself that I wouldn't say to my best friend. Like when I'm like when we were talking about, you know, analyzing and criticizing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the way like changing the way that we talk to ourselves first. And as you mentioned, your toughest battle was with yourself, not with what mm-hmm. other people externally were saying to you about your skin. Yes. Um so what what would be your tips for, you know, self-love and self-care? What are some of the things that you do? Oh, a lot. Um, number one, when you're getting ready, that is your sacred time. I used to feel so discouraged, like trying to put makeup on over my pimples and it would just be such a mess and it would take forever. And I just like, now I play some like sexy music. I like play music that makes me feel good. Everyone should have a feel good playlist of like their favorite songs that just make them feel like into themselves. Mm, Take your time, sense like, you know, light some incense or a candle, like really make it your time because that I just think makeup is an art and it shouldn't be praised or like, I just think it is what it is and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a shameful thing and it shouldn't be like, Oh, you need to wear makeup. If you do wear makeup, make it your sacred time. Also, like you said, standing in the mirror and kind of like feeding yourself compliments. I find that that's very effective. One thing that I've started doing recently that has been like the most effective is I place one hand over my heart and I just whisper, I love you. And there's something so effective about the touch that like the energy just like vibrates through your body at like a higher frequency. And just like the kind of like saying, I love you to yourself. It's so intimate, it's so personal. And like, you really mean it. Like you can't fake saying, I love you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, and if you don't mean it, then you like, you can't say it. So I just think like doing that every day, like even like before you're getting ready, before you're going to see someone, like before you go to bed, before you start your day, And then, yeah, the last thing I would say that has helped so much is just doing hobbies that I love because it takes you out of the past and the future, connects you right to the present, distracts you from the outside world. All you're thinking about is how happy doing that one thing makes you. And you wouldn't think it correlates to like self-love and confidence and insecure, but it does. Yeah. And like, we have this time now in quarantine to really focus, like we don't have all these outside distractions like we can actually sit at home and learn new things and like try to find ways to just keep ourselves in the moment I think being in the present is like the number one thing because I worry so much about the future and I think about the past and then it's like I'm not really living in the moment and I'm not really appreciating it so whether it's painting or learning an instrument sports sewing singing whatever it is do it make time for it treat it like a job it will help I promise I love that. Self-love, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you were talking about makeup before. What's your relationship with makeup been like? On and off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have actually been experimenting with new looks since being in quarantine because I used to just wake up, go to work, do, like, the same thing, slap it on. Um, and I used to just spend so much time with, like, concealer and trying mm. to hide my red spots and my texture, the bumps, the scars, like, all of it. And... I found that a lot of the time, the more makeup I put on, the worse it looks and the more you can see the texture. And now I'm like really trying to not enhance my acne, but just embrace it and kind of work around it. And I'll like do more stuff with like my eyeshadow and my eyebrows. And 
kind of like just like blush, but not completely covering it. And that's actually made me feel a lot more confident. And I mean, I don't know, because I'm not really leaving my house. Like, we'll, we'll see how it how I feel about it the second I like go out into the real world again. But it has definitely changed my perception of what makeup is supposed to be. It's not about covering. It's just about enhancing and feeling beautiful about yourself. Yeah. I love your tips on working with your acne. Like when you're doing your makeup, not trying to cover it up. I think that's so powerful because I guess a lot of girls would be thinking, Oh my gosh. Okay. My mission here is just to cover everything up and to make sure that it doesn't look like I have any spots. And like you said, sometimes in the end that ends up, you know, highlighting them even more. Um, Yeah. Talking about makeup and stuff, I I mean, there are a million skincare products out there that claim they'll change your life and they have reviews that say, like, this cleared up my skin for good. I mean, obviously, no one has the answer to perfect skin, like all our bodies and genetic makeups are so different. Um, Was it it frustrating for you trying different products? Can can you talk us through, I guess, your journey with the different products and remedies that you've tried? It's been a long journey. Um, and you know, companies, they really do try to sell you a dream and it does work for some people. But like you said, we are all so different and our bodies react to different ingredients and chemicals. And it just, you can never, nothing is ever going to be perfect for everybody. Um, I have my first like official attempt besides just like buying face washes and this and that from like Sephora or CVS. I went to a dermatologist. I had no idea what I was doing. She prescribed me on antibiotics. Antibiotics are the worst possible thing you can do because not only does it kill the bad bacteria, it kills all of it. And your acne starts to feed on the, uh, I don't even know how to word this. It comes back full force. Let me just say that when I stopped antibiotics, my my skin was clear for like a couple months And then like, it was so, my insides were so damaged from it because antibiotics are kind of horrible for you. And I've taken them a lot in my life. And I do think that's like an underlying issue of why my acne is the way that it is because I used to get the flu a lot or this or that. And I was always sick and I always was prescribed antibiotics and they kind of like, it ruins your gut health and your gut, it kind of affects everything that comes out on your face. So I don't recommend that, but after doing that for like a year, came back full force. Then I tried celery juice every day in the morning. First thing, it was working wonders at first. And I like took out eggs, gluten, dairy, all my favorite foods, honestly, meat. And I was eating mostly veggies and fruits and gluten-free carbs. And I hated every second of it. At first it was okay. But once I started getting more and more strict with my diet, it does become like this like mental battle. And I was just getting so stressed having to like go out to dinner and like not being able to eat this. And it just made, it just made it worse. I think stress is like overall it tops diet for me. I think stress is will always be worse than diet. So then I kind of calmed down again, tried, I tried Curology. They sent me it for free. Like they wanted to work with me and I was so excited. I was like, okay, at least like maybe this is like kind of another option. Never worked. (laughs) Um, And then like so many countless, you know, products from here and there and like dermatologists giving me topical creams and stuff. And I was just running out of options. And I think Accutane is a last resort for most people because of its harsh A lot of my friends have been on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and like it's a lot of mixed reviews like a lot of people absolutely loved it a lot of people they had a relapse and they had to do it twice or three times and but and I, I let that scare me for the longest time it took me like half of a year before I could finally make the decision that I wanted to do that and then even after having a an appointment with my new dermatologist I still like waited like another two months I was just so scared of it because it also can affect your mental health and like it can increase depression and anxiety and I already had those things just from having acne so I was like oh my god it's gonna make it worse I just don't know what I'm gonna do but again like I said fear has been one of the main things to, to stop me in the past. And I just want to like get over that and just do it for me because I want to. And I am really happy I'm on Accutane. I do understand that my acne could come back in the future, but I think that this is the best decision I could have made for me. I'm still trying to work with my body and find my triggers. And I want to see more types of doctors when I'm, you know, well, one, when quarantine's over and when I finish my treatment, I want to continue working on my overall health in my body, but I, yeah, I would never judge anyone for any decisions they make. Like I've gotten a lot of judgment for taking Accutane, but it's what works for you and it's different yeah, for everyone. Yeah. You just don't have any, you, nothing yeah. else works. Like, people yeah. are like, you know, you can just cut out dairy and like, or these hormonal pills. You're like, like, you think like, I haven't I tried that? Hormonal acne or like, I don't have this or yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, so yeah, well, cause everyone's so different. But yeah, I think being more open about it, no matter what happens with my acne in the future, just being open and transparent and vulnerable is in the end, what's going to save me, not some cure or some medicine or some treatment. It's, it's yourself. <laughs> I feel like you've reached this level of self-confidence that's like so inspiring to me. It's you're just so comfortably yourself and you've just come to terms with the fact that, you know, this is me, this is who I am. I'm not ashamed of it. How did you, how did you reach that level? And, you know, where to from here? Cause you were saying you took a year off from acting and, you know, what are your plans for getting back into it now? I'm still getting there. I really am. I'm learning so much about myself every day and I'm so thankful for taking the time needed to work on myself, even before quarantine, like, well, yes, I was taking a break from acting and from my career, but like, and I would have these conversations with my mom because I'd feel like so discouraged and like, I'm like being lazy and I'm not doing anything, but she's like, I think it is so important that you're taking this time to work on yourself because many people never get the opportunity or they don't do it ever. They just don't think that they need to. And finding out more about yourself and how you work and who you want to be is like really what's going to, you know, take you higher in the world because people will, will respect you if you know who you are. And I never really did that much. So I'm still on my way there, but I definitely know that I feel so much better when I'm just honest with everybody. Um, I, I think I love that, that is the best po policy, honestly, is just to not hide who you you know, who you want to be, who you think you are, just don't hide it. Even if you don't know yet, like I don't know yet. I don't think we ever will truly know, but whoever I am at this given moment, I'm going to be honest about it and I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to be proud of it. Um, I love that. Um, yeah. 
what, what advice would you give to someone who's, you know, going through the same thing as you, but obviously um, they haven't reached your kind of, I feel like you've reached this level of like enlightenment. I'm just going to call it that. <laughs> but what advice would you give to someone who's, you know, still hiding behind their makeup and is still just on this really toxic level, um, a toxic relationship with their skin? Uh, what would you say to them? What would be one of your biggest tips? One of my biggest things was, um, and this has, I don't have any problems with anybody. I am like such a like loving and like peaceful person, but there were some people in my life that I had to cut out because they just didn't support me in ways Mm -hmm. that I needed. And I didn't feel like I could be myself. I felt very insecure around different groups of people. And it's really about finding your support system, your people who will always lift you up and like it's like you take turns just being there for each other. Like that was the the number one thing for me. If I didn't have the people in my life that I do, I don't know where I'd be. Like my, my mom and my best friends that I live with, that has made all the difference in the world. Like who you surround yourself with is who you become. And so like I'm now with uplifting people who are inspiring and motivating and productive and uh, more and more every day, I, you know, I want to reach, I want to get to that level as well. Like if you spend time with people who are, always, you know, gossiping about other people or just talking about things, you know, uh, things that don't really matter and like, you know, social media and like, you know, just things that aren't going to progress your mental health and who you are as a person. Like I used to surround myself with those people just because I didn't know any better. And then I just found that like, I felt down and sad a lot of the time. I just felt like, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I'm supposed to be. And I don't know if these people are right for me. So definitely the right people, Again, I'll say it a million times, finding hobbies and things you love to do by yourself. I have grown to love hanging out with myself, even if it's just going on a walk, going on a drive, going on a hike, you know, learning, you know, I'm trying to learn guitar right now, just in my room, just something that makes you feel at peace and that you can enjoy doing by yourself or with others. But either way, hobbies 100%. I back that fully. I love having like that sort of side hustle or that other, I mean, it doesn't really have to be a hustle, but that other thing that you you love. Yeah, 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 exactly. And And I think that's so important right now because like we are literally all of us in a lockdown. So it's like, this is the time. Find out what you love and start it. Love that. Um, You know, I love that this episode was really at face value about like your skin and appearance and things like that. But um, I love that you've just sort of pretty much said that the answer is, you know, all internal, like it's what you think about it and what you make of it. Because I guess at the end of the day, you know, you could have acne and you could have, I guess, um, body confidence issues and stuff. But if you perceive it as something that's just so horrible and terrible and bad, it's going to seem 10 times worse than it really is exactly. you know so yeah. I love 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 that tip you said of just writing down everything you hate about yourself mm-hmm. um, and then going back and debunking all of those because nine times out of ten or even ten times out of ten they're not as bad as they seem exactly. like a lot yeah. of it is just us blowing things a good like job out of proportion out. yes that yeah. is so true um I also love the point that you made about like playing some music when you're getting ready and things like that. Um, I have this one song that I love playing. It's called OK, OK by Alessia Cara. I don't know if you've heard of it. I but know, but I'll go listen to it. Uh, listen to it. It's literally like it's such a beautiful song because it's so like it's just about like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm great. Like I'm, you know, I I am beautiful. I am this. Like it's, I love yeah. That. It, 
blast it. It is just such a feel-good song. Um, but, yeah, well, thank you so much for having this chat with us. It's so important, and I, I really, really appreciate you being so raw and open about it all. Oh, no, thank you so much for reaching out. Seriously, like, I, this makes me the happiest girl in the world. We're going to do something a little fun now. I have this little, like, quick-fire questions round. Um, so there's about five or six or seven questions on this list um, that I'll ask you and then just fire off whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> some, of them, some of them are quite deep. I started off quite deep when I was writing these questions, and then they just got really, like, fun. So it's a bit random. They're a bit um, – okay. <laughs> okay, so cool. <laughs> who's your biggest role model? My mom will always be. She – is the reason that I'm out here living my dream. She's been through a lot and she dragged me through it with her. And she just has the most generous heart. She's the most genuine, kind, loving, empathetic person I've ever met. And not only is she the reason that I am who I am today, she's the reason that I'm pursuing my dream. Like she got me to LA. She put me through school and we're in debt because of it. But like, she really, she's my number one fan and my biggest like the biggest believer in me. And I really needed that. Like you, everyone needs like a cheerleader and she just, she'll always have my back. So no matter what, like I just look up to her, I'll always do anything she tells me to do. Like she's the one person. So beautiful. Aw, I love that. Okay. Next question. (laughs) Who's your favorite actress? Currently Elizabeth Moss. Um, I don't know if you've seen Handmaid's Tale. Yes, I have. Yeah. It's really, really good. She is an actress who acts with her face, her eyes, her facial expressions. And sometimes I can think, I think that's so much more effective than just like line reading. I don't know. Just her face tells a million stories and she can just stand in the camera. That's why Handmaid's Tale has literally so many like 30 second shots of just her face. And you're just Mm. staring at her face. And it's so intense. Like, and I just think that's a gift. Like she is a wizard, honestly. So yeah, probably her at the moment. (laughs) Good, good choice. Um, your favorite movie. I know this is, I hate it when people ask me this question. So sorry for asking it to you. (laughs) Um, Of all time or like currently? Mm, I feel like of all time would be pretty hard to do. So maybe currently. Currently, um, some of my favorite, oh yeah, sorry. I'm going to have to give you a couple because. No, go for it. <laughs> the last movies that I've really loved, I really love slice of life movies, like just raw, nothing crazy has to happen. You just, it feels like you're almost like spying on someone's life. Like you're just like peeking through the window. I love Moonlight, um, which won the yes, Oscar. I love um, that Call Me By Your Name. I love all of Shia LaBeouf's like newest works of art. He like, Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon, American Honey. I love Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> so those are just a couple. Yeah, I really liked Lady Bird and Little Women. Greta Gerwig's awesome. I loved just Lady like, Bird. Yeah. Beautiful movies. Yeah. Okay, favorite yeah. song or artist? And we'll do current again because I feel like all time. Yeah, that I'm is like such a here I'm for like, like so you know, two years thinking that. of all the songs you've ever loved. Oh my gosh, yeah. Currently... currently my favorite like type of music to listen to is like really happy upbeat stuff so I love Odessa and I love Big Wilds I love Lewis the Child I'd probably say those three are what I'm like 
currently on my rotation, but I like so many different genres. So yeah, that's a hard question. I love how this podcast is like talking about such a deep, important topic. And then like the questions that are hardest to answer are like, what's your favorite movie? And what's Seriously, I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, why am I like stressing now? Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> This is the <laughs> real so intense fun. part of the interview, guys. Right. <laughs> made it this far. This is where it gets really tough. Um, okay, drink of choice. Hmm, water, but if it's not water, champagne. Oh, I love two very different drinks. I don't think yeah. I've ever had anyone say water before. So you know what? I, I love that. Oh, okay. Water's, yeah, we wouldn't survive <laughs> without water. I've literally I've been sipping like I've been chugging water this whole time. I love it. <laughs> What would you love to be if you weren't an actress? Um, What's another career path that you sort of are like, I could do that. I'd love to do that. I think I'd be really good at directing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to do it. I've never taken any classes on or anything, but I have like helped um, videos that like my friends have made here and there. And like, I have gotten that, like, I know how to like, I know how to like read a room well. So I feel like I can like bring a script to life because I like, I'm very observant of people's like mannerisms and, you know, just the way they act in front of others. So I'm very like, I take note of those things. So yeah, I think I would, I think I'd kill it. Speaking of directing, um, I noticed you have a social, little social media film or was it a YouTube film? I'm not so sure, but a little short film that you made, um, in or in you, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, in what? Inur? Is that how you say it? Yes. Inur. (laughs) I'm like, there are all these different accents. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Inur, yeah. Yeah. Can you you talk us through that a little bit? Because when I watched that, I was like, wow, this is so raw and powerful and just like, I feel like, and like you were saying before, how acting a lot of the time is not about what you're saying, but what you don't say as well. And I feel like yeah. the parts where you really aren't saying a lot in that is where that's I'm like, my favorite wow. type of acting. Yeah. That's why I think I love like Elizabeth Moss. Cause it's like, you can just look at her and you're like, what wow. is going on? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's my little baby. I, it was back when I was super depressed and I was like, not even, it wasn't even, I hadn't even started researching Accutane yet. Like I was just like at my lowest low, didn't know what to do. Hadn't found all my like Instagram acne people yet. And one of, one of the things I, I was just so, there was no, I couldn't go any lower. Sorry. Like can't form words right now. I, had nowhere left to turn. And I was like, I need to do something. I just need to do something with this pain. And then I thought like, that's every actor's job. It's it. And it's like, we have this outlet to use to channel our pain and suffering into art and make it into something beautiful. That's essentially what acting is. It's not always pain, but it's, it's always substituting, you know, something from your life and then creating it into a new story. And I was like, okay, I have all this depression and pain and anxiety from this. What can I do to channel it? So I just knew I had to make a film and I didn't know what it was going to be like, if who was going to be in it, what was going to happen. But I just knew I had to do it. And then my acne was so bad and I just couldn't really be around anybody except for my roommates. And luckily my roommates are very talented and my, um, my roommate Taylor has a camera and he does videography and he's really good at editing and putting together videos and shorts and everything. And so we just started going out and getting footage of like, 
it started in my room, like taking off my makeup. And then I was like, okay, I want to make it kind of like all the things that I love to do, because that's, what's going to like bring me back to life. But I hadn't even written the voiceover yet. I had, I just wasn't moving in any direction. I was just kind of all over the place and it took months. We started filming in October or November and then didn't finish it until March. So it was a lot of time. I wanted to give up almost every time we worked on it, we'd sit down and edit. And I was just like, this is so dumb. It's just like a montage of st- like, it makes no sense. But then I knew like, okay, I just need to write the voiceover and then it'll all come together. And I knew that I didn't want to talk about acne. Um, because well, one, you can see it in the video. So, you know, that's like what it's about, but I wanted it to mainly be about self-love because I wanted anybody to be able to relate to it. And the comments on that, like I was reading through the comment section and I was like, wow, like just seeing how, you know, all these people that you've impacted that would never have thought that this is something that's okay to talk about on social media can now see like, look, like Chessie's doing it. We could do it. Like we can all do it, you know? So I think, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on this episode and talking to us. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um. I guess just anyone who is dealing with anything, you know, relating to insecurities, confidence, self-love, it's so easy to kind of like blame external, you know, like the outside world and external forces. But at the end of the day, like it does come back to you. And just if you can, you know, slowly work on ways to make yourself happier, then the outside won't matter. And I think that's what I had to learn. I like, I wasn't going to find happiness on Instagram, you know, like it did. Yes. That is so important as well to know that that's not where you would find it ever. A lot of people might think so, but it's, yeah, it really is just these unrealistic um, examples and expectations and yeah. Well, that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Chessie. I really, really appreciate you coming and chatting with us. I'll leave all your socials and everything down below so that people down below I'm talking like I'm a YouTuber I'm not a YouTuber I'm watching too many YouTube videos (laughs) like subscribe no really do though like and subscribe guys (laughs) but um yeah I'll link to all your socials and stuff so people can see just how gorgeous all your photos are um but yeah thank you so much for chatting with me thank you this was amazing